0: I have no wings but can fly, no eyes but can cry. What am I? Are you ready for the answer? A cloud. Hello everybody and welcome to Starting Sustainability episode 47. I'm your host, Kaylin Chenoweth. I'm really starting to like these brain teasers at the beginning of the episodes. I hope you are too. Today we're going to go over sustainable lifestyles and clarifying what each one is and the definitions of them and what they all mean and the differences between them and their impacts on the world and all of that jazz. But first we're going to catch up with Kaelin. I think that's becoming my favorite segment, mostly because it's the only segment that I do anyways what has been going on with me this past week well let me tell you a funny story I got a whole bunch of blueberries this summer from a blueberry farm I bought 10 pounds of blueberries from the blueberry farm and then of course brought them home and divided them up into jars and Tupperware containers whatever containers I could find around the house making it a solid point to not use any Ziploc bags And I have a bunch of silicone bags, however, they are all currently in use. So I had to find new containers to put all these blueberries in. And then we have a big deep freeze out in the garage. So once I divvied up all the blueberries and all the containers, put them all in the deep freeze. I then gave some blueberries to my babysitter, the lady who watches my kids every day. And she created blueberry jam. Yum, and it is delicious. Actually, she created a blueberry lemon jam, which is very good. Anyways. So she gave me the blueberry lemon jam. Heck yeah. Came home. I'm so excited to try it out. I get some bread, put it in the toaster, make some toast, pop. The toast comes up out of the toaster. I grab the hot piece of toast, get some butter, slather that on top, and it's melting and it's gooey and it's looking so delicious and it smells great. And I grab the jar of blueberry jam and I open it up. Now this is homemade, so you have to take off the ring And then there's a separate lid that is a seal, and you can't just pull that off. You have to take a butter knife and pry that lid right off. So I do. I all my might, flip, and I get that lid off, and off it goes over into my sink full of water, dirty water. Great. So I grab the lid up out of the water, and I look down, and I notice that the sticker has immediately started to disintegrate and I touched it with my thumb and it just rubbed right off no sticky residue or anything sure gel has created disintegrating stickers for their labels for their products which is really cool because that's been one of the debates i guess or one of the arguments that i've heard is how people are going to war against the stickers on fruit and vegetable products because they're plastic and they're wasteful. I don't think that's probably the best war to be picking when it comes to all of the plastic and trash that's getting created and produced every single day because the stickers are super tiny little things. But anyways, I thought, wow, we can have disintegrating stickers. The problem has been solved. And then I sat there and thought about it. That only works for things that are not going to get wet. And what do you do with fruits and vegetables stockpiling at the grocery store? They missed them every day and they get wet. So that is still not a solution. But it is really cool and I'm really proud of SureGel for coming up with that for their canning items. Hopefully some other sticker manufacturers will come up with that idea as well. Especially little kid stickers because many times I'll take my son to the doctor and he will get a sticker for being a good little boy. And then that sticker will go straight on his shirt. He'll wear it all day long. And then at night, we change him out of his clothes. The shirt goes straight into the laundry. I forget that there is a sticker on that shirt until I pull it out of the dryer and realize there used to be a sticker there. I can tell because it's all mangled in a sticky matted mess on his shirt. And it is stuck on there. And it you have to scrub the daylights out of that shirt to get that crud off. Anyway, we'll move on. I have a new segment that I would like to start this week. We're going to call it the Action Takers of the Month. For the last few weeks, I've been putting up Sustainable Sunday announcements on the Facebook group. And this is your chance to share any sustainable action you have taken within the past week. Any action at all, large or small. And I would like to share what some of the fellow listeners, what some of the fellow Eco Nation members, what some of the fellow sustainers are doing. I'm really stuck on what to call this whole group of sustainable people. But anyways, here's what they're doing. And I'm just going to do first names because I don't want to call anybody out. Dawn shared that she is reusing the same brown paper bag to ripen up her peaches week after week, which I have also been doing. So that's really cool. We're in sync there. Sarah has been going camping the last few weekends and she has made it a point to continue using reusable water bottles while camping, skipping the paper plates and using plastic ones while camping, and recycling all of the soda and beer cans and the aluminum foil that they use when they make, we call them hobo dinners. I don't even know if that's appropriate to call that, but basically it's a whole bunch of food. You put it in foil and make a pouch and you throw it on the campfire and it cooks it in the foil. So she's been saving all of that stuff and recycling it. Way to go, Sarah, because that's a big haul at the end of the weekend. Amanda works at a grocery store that is still selling spices in bulk, and she convinced one customer to keep the original containers and refill them. That's awesome. Just getting one new person to do that still makes a gigantic impact. Alex donated two old desk chairs to a buy-nothing group and is using cloth napkins. Woohoo! I love the buy-nothing groups. You get rid of all of your stuff. And people take all of this stuff and none of it goes to the landfill and it's all for free. So it helps everybody. Tori bought a used bike with a basket and rode it for her errands. Jessica tilled up her compost pile and put it on the garden and also rode her bike instead of driving. Rihanna got her first delivery from Who Gives a Crap. If you don't know what Who Gives a Crap is, it is a toilet paper delivery system that is completely plastic free. And the tissue paper that they use to wrap each individual roll is very beautiful and decorative and they all have different patterns. And it's quite common for people to keep that tissue paper and then reuse it to wrap gifts for birthdays, anniversaries, or at Christmas time, which is coming up, by the way. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You got a few months left. Janet started using shampoo and conditioner from Plain Products. She mentioned that she did the body wash previously, but now she started the shampoo and conditioner. From Plain Products. Promo code start. Don't forget that. She also started Root, which is spelled R-U-U-T. And that is a subscription for toothpaste and mouthwash tablets. Also zero waste. That is cool. I have not tried Root yet. I'm very intrigued, Janet. So please let us know how that goes. And Lisa started her Imperfect Foods delivery and she loves it. Imperfect Foods, promo code start as well. So I'm glad that everybody is taking action and is making such a cool impact. All those people who did those actions have a big impact combined together. And that's what we preach here. You don't have to be perfect at this. You're going to mess up when you're trying to be sustainable. And that's okay. You just keep trying and every little bit that you do that is a success all adds up together. This is so awesome. I'm very proud of everybody, even all of you who haven't even responded yet to the Facebook group. I'm still proud because I know everybody is doing small actions here and there. My friend Sarah even had a conversation with me and told me that there are times she's doing something and she realizes, oh, that's not very sustainable. And she'll hesitate and think about it. And she starts feeling guilty. And I think that's wonderful because that means I'm having a positive effect. We are all having a positive effect on those around us. Even if they're not completely zero waste, they are still taking small actions and making subtle little changes. We actually even went this past weekend over to a friend's. We've been hanging out with them for over two years and they have never recycled ever. And I talk about my podcast and I mention how easy it is to recycle. And this past weekend when we went over there, they showed me their recycling box. And they are so proud of it. (laughs) They're like, look what we started doing. We started recycling. And I was like, that is so wonderful. High fives for everybody. That's great. Because they're a family of four. That's a lot of stuff that they can be recycling each week. And saving the planet little by little. Now for the main topic of the day. Does anybody here use Groupon? I am a huge Groupon fan. I love it because I get discounts. And I also get to learn about different new items and activities and different things going on nearby that I didn't even know existed before. One day I was browsing on Groupon and I discovered a zero waste course from the International Open Academy and it was on sale for four dollars and I thought yep I'll try that for four dollars. (laughs) Cool and I'm really excited to share with you the lady who leads the course Her name is Gitmary Johansen. She is a sustainability advocate and zero waste influencer. At the beginning of the course, she defines all the different sustainable lifestyles. So I am giving her all the credit on all the information that I'm about to share with you. There are many different lifestyles when it comes to sustainability. And the first one that we're going to review is called Zero Waste. This is basically a lifestyle that seeks to eliminate as much waste as possible, but it does not have to be completely zero. And I think that's where a lot of people get tripped up because I, I will even clarify, I aim to be zero waste. Right now, I would say I'm maybe 20% waste, maybe 30% waste, but I still feel like a good chunk of the stuff that I put my hands on instead of going in the trash bin is going into recycling or is getting reused or repurposed. So you can still identify as a zero waster, even though you're not completely zero. It just means that that is your end goal. That's what you're aiming for, even though it's really, really tough to get there. Don't let that trip you up. Zero waste people follow five R's. So the main three R's are reduce, reuse, recycle. And for zero waste, they have five R's, which is refuse, completely avoiding the consumption of a certain product or activity because they are unsustainable. Reduce, which we've discussed before, cutting back on products and activities that have a negative carbon footprint. If we cannot refuse it completely, then we just need to buy less of it. The third one is reuse. Choose reusable versus disposable. Using items and products more than one time. The opposite of disposable, basically. For example, bringing your own cutlery when you are out and about instead of using a plastic fork. That's reusing. Recycle. Recycle. Make old materials like glass, paper, metal, and plastic into new products. It doesn't mean that you have to participate in a recycling program via the city. There are multiple ways that you can recycle different products. We just use other words like repurpose or upcycle, reinvent, or redesign. The fifth R word is rot. This covers composting, basically just letting something decompose naturally. When we think of compost, I always think of Food specifically, but I think that's because I'm a dietitian and food is really my world all the time. But there are many other things that can just compost other than food, like aluminum foil will break down on its own, paper will break down on its own and disintegrate, tree branches and grass clippings, all of these break down. A big tree falls over in the forest and it naturally rots and decomposes. And you don't have to have a special compost bin for some of these things to happen. This lifestyle I want to cover is called low impact. This is a lifestyle that seeks to be as carbon neutral as possible in all aspects of everyday life. It's a lot easier to obtain versus zero waste. It also factors in industries with what we call invisible trash. For example, flying on a plane does not necessarily result in a lot of trash, but does emit a lot of pollution. Same for animal agriculture or going to the store and buying a new t-shirt. Minimalism is the next one. It's basically only relying on necessities and avoiding clutter. Not necessarily sustainable, but a lot of times it is because minimalism is excluding a lot of unnecessary stuff and clutter from your life. Therefore, you are buying less, consuming less, and ultimately are more sustainable. There is a documentary out on Netflix called Minimalism, and it's two guys who take credit for kind of starting and leading the way in the minimalism movement, and everything they own is in this little duffel bag that they carry around with them. When I watched that, it was very fascinating. But at the same time, I was thinking, this is just not realistic for me. So do keep in mind that minimalism is very different person to person. Those guys are single. Being married and having children, you're just going to have more stuff. And those guys traveled for a living. So they would just go stay at a hotel. They didn't have to worry about cooking, so they didn't have pots and pans and groceries that they had to haul back and forth. They didn't have any stuff. They just went to a restaurant every single day. They definitely made more money than the average person because there is no way that we can afford to eat out at a restaurant every single day. (laughs) Restaurants are just pure treats for us. We only go to a restaurant for a special occasion, like birthday, anniversary, (laughs) and if we have a gift card or a coupon. It's the same thing. When you look around your house, I know many people during quarantine, they are taking the time to declutter and go through their house. So decluttering for me is very different than decluttering from my boss or decluttering from my next door neighbor. It's just different. Decluttering for me is very different from somebody who lives out in California or somebody who lives in India or in South America. So when I go over these terms, don't be caught up in the very specific details. Take them with a grain of salt. (laughs) Another food reference. (laughs) But do be flexible and keep an open mind and we're just striving for these type of lifestyles even if we don't do it perfectly. There is another one. It's a variation of minimalism and it's basically true materialist where you are focusing on the quality of materials rather than just having a whole lot of cheap stuff. Because when you focus on a really good quality, for example, I got darn tough socks. They are lifetime guaranteed socks. And I paid $10 for one pair of socks, but I wear them every single week. And I know that if they ever get any damage to them, I will get them repaired or I will get a new pair altogether. But because they are high quality, they're lasting a long time versus the real cheap socks that I have had previously that only made it a year. And then I had to go get new ones year after year after year, which is more waste. So just focus on high quality products that aren't going to be breaking down on you and rendering basically themselves useless, especially when it comes to little kid toys. Those things are so cheap and flimsy and they break and there's no way to fix them because it's plastic. So I get the ones, I look at the quality and I get the ones that are made out of metal and wood, knowing that I can fix it if it breaks. And if I can't fix it, then I can take the wood ones. I can use them as Tinder on our next campfire or the metal ones, whatever. They can be recycled. They can be repurposed. They can be reused. The ones of higher quality are more sustainable. Veganism. Oh yeah, I've talked about that one before. (laughs) To be vegan. It means you're living a way which seeks to exclude, as much as possible and practical, all forms of exploitation of animals, cruelty to animals in regards of food, clothing, or any other purpose. So there is no animal, food, product, clothing, all of that stuff. That includes leather, silk, or even going to the circus. In my world, being vegan means you're not eating any animals, meat, products like cheese, even honey, because the bee did the work for the honey. That's vegan. You don't have to be completely 100% vegan in all aspects, but just kind of taking that into consideration when you're choosing your meals every single day, that's where we talk about being flexible and just reducing meat consumption, reducing cheese, reducing a lot of this stuff, because you're still going to have a good effect. And the last one is plant-based. Relying solely on plants for food, And avoiding animal food products. That is the definition. In my world, in terms of a dietitian, plant-based just means that most of your plate is going to be coming from plants. You can still have animal and animal products, but you want majority of what you eat to be coming from a plant. Twinkies don't grow on trees, guys. I'm sorry to break that to you. You either do Reese's or Kit Kat bars. Donuts also don't grow on trees. <laughs> you cannot find them in the garden <laughs> or on a bush. <laughs> That's what we mean by plant-based. <laughs> you can still have the animal products. It's just, again, a reduction of it. And that in the long term has a big effect in terms of carbon footprint and methane gas production and shipping the food products back and forth and the amount of feed and waste that it takes to raise these animals and the butchering process, all of that stuff. So it still has a good positive effect on the environment. Remember, you don't have to call yourself zero waste in order to apply some of these values to your everyday life. You can choose to either eliminate or reduce the amount of animal products you eat without using words like vegan, vegetarian, or plant-based. These words are simply guidelines to help you connect with others who have similar values or to find new information about these topics. Hopefully we can get to a point where these words are completely phased out and we won't even need labels because these are going to be things that we're going to do every single day. If everyone is getting closer to zero waste, then we won't need to explain it anymore. So don't worry about the labels. Just focus on the information and how that can apply to your life. You don't have to do all of it. Just take the parts that work for you in your situation and act on those. And you don't even have to do them all at once. Just one or two actions are still very beneficial. That is all of the hard information for today. I hope you're still with me and you didn't fall asleep. I tried to make it as exciting as possible. I hope everybody learned something and can hopefully think of one or two things that you can do this week. And then on Sunday when I ask, hey, Sustainable Sunday, share what you've been doing, Take the time to leave a little comment and let us know what's going on in your world. What have you been doing? Anything big or small, success or failure. Failures are the fun ones to read about. And then it gives you a chance to recoup and encourage each other. And I love that. Don't forget to check us out at our Facebook group, Starting Sustainability. we will have our website, www.startingsustainability.com. Also an Instagram handle, starting underscore sustainability. I know we're very creative with the use of our title. <laughs> we want to make it easy for everybody to find us. I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of their week. Please continue to stay sustainable. And I will talk to everybody again next time. Have a great one. Bye.